Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Growing Up is Overrated podcast. My name is T, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Jen. Consuming online media is a staple in many of our daily routines. Sometimes a healthy enjoyment of content turns into a replacement for in-person friendships or fulfilling our goals. It's time to talk about our relationship with YouTube. Now, into the podcast. Hi, Jen. Welcome back. Hi, T. How's it going? It's going all right. I've been doing lots of arts and cleaning and enjoying some nice YouTube channels that have been relaxing me <laughs> lately. How about yourself? I, yeah, I feel that though. Like I've I've I need to clean more looking around <laughs> my space. Um but I have been experimenting a lot with what I'm listening to while working these days. Mm. So I've been on YouTube like like the weirdest thing I think I've watched or listened to rather while working lately was a walk through Manhattan while while raining. Okay, and like you could hear like people's conversations and stuff. Like that was interesting. <laughs> that when you showed that to me, you you were like, oh this is I know this is weird, but blah 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 blah. And I was like, no dude, I've been watching these. I've been watching these like all year <laughs> because I got into GeoGuessr with my boyfriend and um, which is a game where you like they show you they drop you on Google Maps and they like you can there's different parameters like some of them allow you to like go down the block but some of them keep you where you're plopped down and you can only look around 360 um, and so you have to guess where in the world you are you are on the map where and so from san diego (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) so um a a, an iteration of this has been actually people um upload those kinds of videos where like you're just walking around a city or whatever and you have to try to guess as quick as you can where you are walking around in the video Cool. Um yeah, so it's really cool. Um and 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 I think a lot of people got really interested in it because, you know, with COVID you couldn't like travel anywhere really or you shouldn't well, you know, it, it mm-hmm. there were there were restrictions. So, um, you know, a lot of people were using these videos as a way to feel a sense of nor- of like normal <laughs> life and travel um and you know, it it sufficed for for what it was <laughs> so um yeah i don't think those are really that weird and like the the ambiance of the rain and stuff is really nice um like in the one that you sent me yeah i'm someone who really like i need um wh- white noise of some type while working mm-hmm. um whether that be like bird noises or rain um mm-hmm. just something like that is really helpful but yeah youtube is such an interesting place because you have videos like that and then you've got like more personality driven youtube you've got gaming beauty youtube lifestyle stuff family stuff there's so many different areas of youtube pet tube book tube study tube (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i i have dabbled in in many of them uh 
right now this is this is my my weird youtube um like thing right now is uh watching people restore um like leather bags like luxury goods um and and shoes hmm. um and it kind of just makes me really appreciate like if you buy something and it's worth a lot of money you're going to take care of it better you know mm-hmm. like taking care of your items instead of allowing them to just go to the wayside and then um you know just throwing them away instead of fixing them like if you can find signs of them like wearing early then you can actually extend the life of the item that you bought which is you know great for the environment and great for your wallet um but besides the point um they're very relaxing ASMR without whispering. There's no whispering. I don't like the whispering. <laughs> I don't understand whispering. I don't I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> whispering noises make me cringe and I don't like them. Um, yeah. But if you like them, that's fine. Uh, so, um, but yeah, that's been kind of my, my thing. It's been really relaxing and I'll just like fall asleep watching them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but, I don't listen. I don't listen to ASMR to like go to sleep or that kind of stuff. I listen to it yeah. while working, so it's like mm-hmm. fire crackling noises. Right. Um, the great ones are like the ones that are themed around a specific franchise. Like Harry Potter ASMR is interesting because mm-hmm. they like have like pictures of like Hogwarts or whatever and the rain. It's it's all very nice. Yeah, but yeah. like besides that, I found a one of the things that I really praise YouTube for is the ability to be an educational platform. Mm. Um, I learned so much on youtube Mm -hmm. i found this guy who's um a city planner and he talks about urban planning Mm -hmm. which is a topic that i know nothing about so it's really cool to learn about city planning and like why some cities work and some cities don't or yeah and the historical reasons why some places are set up the way they are Uh um is all really interesting to me i agree so like there's that and then you've got like educational youtube with um Crash Course, Love Crash mm-hmm. Course, uh, <laughs> just all of it is really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that it's one of the best places to create communities as well um, for for like minded people. Um. So, I, I I feel like a lot of like the internet is great for this in general, but I think that YouTube has one of the best, like it's one of the best at making that feeling between a create content creator and the, the viewer listener and making it feel like they're your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, like seeing a video of somebody is way different from like, seeing an Instagram picture or reading a blog or reading a blog, definitely more than reading a blog. Like I, you know, blogs have their places and I, um, I used to be really big into, into reading a couple, but, um, I've fallen off of that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like if people are in a similar stage of life to you, like maybe you're, um, you know, kind of like, this is our little pocket of, of people who are emerging into adulthood um, or, are you know, at the beginning of adulthood and, you know, we're trying to figure things out together. Like that's kind of um, 
a lot of the goal with with you know the content that we create but mm-hmm. I, I i think that a lot of that is because we have found that sense of camaraderie almost with other content creators who ha- are in similar life situations like packing to um you know go to college or starting to like packing a bag to go and move um or not move but like to go on a trip like i used to love mm-hmm. watching people pack their suitcases to go on vacations <laughs> because i just mm-hmm. wanted to be so good and efficient at create at like packing a suitcase but then like <laughs> those videos turned into me going well i like the the vibe of this person and i want to see what other content they create and then i'm like oh wow you're interested in art and you're interested in um you know, minimal beauty, like beauty products that aren't like just caking your face. Like, um, you know, like this is, this is another interest of mine that we share and you just kind of branch off from something simple as like, how do you pack your suitcase? (laughs) You know, (laughs) Totally. Like, I think that YouTube is really interesting because unlike relationships with traditional um, celebrities, YouTubers, part of the brand of being a youtuber is being relatable yep once you stop being once you stop being relatable people stop being interested in you like yeah in my opinion there's a a threshold where if you cross it then all of a sudden you are too big Mm -hmm. and you are no longer a youtuber you are now a celebrity which is different in people's heads right um and especially for small youtubers like you get the initial crowd that's into being into small YouTubers because they get more attention from the creator. Like uh-huh. you respond to comments or they, or they are more attentive to different sections of their audience. Cause it's small enough to handle. And then as right. it grows, people fall, those initial, that initial audience falls off because mm-hmm. they aren't as invested in being a fan of someone who everybody's a fan of. Mm-hmm. But like, that's, so that's YouTube in a nutshell. But like what I think, the other thing that I think is interesting is YouTube is a real place of wish fulfillment um, mm-hmm. where you, you, the normal person, quote unquote, normal person sitting on the other side of the screen can watch somebody do what you've always wanted to do and can't do. Whether it's because you're too young to do it or you don't have the money to do it or you or other life aspects get in the way, you can see somebody else doing what you want and then put yeah. yourself in their shoes and be like, have that moment of imaginary fun. Right. Like for me, when I was in high school, all I wanted to do was go to college. I was so excited <laughs> um, to go to college and specifically about dorm living and moving out and living on my own. I was uh-huh. very, very excited about that. So I would watch so many different YouTubers and have their packing lists for what they're bringing for their freshman year of college. I took yeah. notes. Um, (laughs) i I, um like i planned this for like a year out what i thought that i wanted and i saw so many of them and i was so very excited and only one of those many youtubers that i watched do i still follow to this day Mm -hmm. one of them i just was not interested in any of their other content i just wanted to see all of the college stuff that they were doing to get ready to move in yeah and then they moved on with their lives and and you know just kind of like a friendship like 
there there's a time and a place for consuming that content but then you know as as people change maybe those you know those two people aren't benefiting each other anymore so like in one of the YouTubers, the only vlogger that I follow consistently has just had like very similar connections to my life. Like they were, I watched their stuff for their college vlogs and their college vlogs were a few years old by the time that I watched them. And then I realized yeah. that currently they were in Washington, D.C., which is where I <laughs> was going at mm -hmm. the time. So I continued to watch their vlogs and they were in D.C. for a few years while I was there. And then they moved to New York, which is where I wanted to be. So they're just like it happened to be that their life is very similar to what I wanted. Sure. So I ended up keeping watch like New York City vlogs. I've seen so many New York City vlogs in this past year <laughs> and before that, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fu it's funny how like we could watch the same content and have totally different takes on it because mm -hmm. like i see a new york city vlog and i'm like wow they worked really hard to get that little shoe box <laughs> 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 but that's something that you want you want that little shoe box in new york and that's great you know <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but i'm like i like i like having space i like you know having dedicated space to do my hobbies if I if I can um you know so that's something that I would like to do is live in a place that has enough or like that real estate is affordable enough for me to have not just a bedroom and a kitchen um and maybe a little living room or something but like I want to have like not as big as a house because a house is too much but I want to be able to have at least something that I can dedicate to like a hobby space because I have a lot of hobbies. <laughs> um, a lot of hobbies. Yeah. So, but like YouTube is part of why I have so many hobbies. Um, like, you know, I just end up getting, I, I ask a question and then I'm like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And then I'm like, wow, they do that. I want to do this too. You know? you know, so, so now I'm like, you know, making anime glass paintings and stuff. I'm like, okay, I never thought I'd do that, but. You know, like, I mean, I am a painter, but it's just t something totally that I just get on these kicks and I start doing something that's really artsy or um, mm -hmm. getting tons of plants and like learning about how to take care of the plants. And then I don't know. So it, it goes into this whole thing of, of um, you know, me just having lots of interests. And I think that watching a lot of older adults have few fewer hobbies <laughs> um is is a little bit of a drive for that as well but um you know I do end up feeling a lot of that a lot of that friendship feeling from being interested in a similar thing you know and then I feel like a lot of the time this ends up making me feel like um I'm getting my friendship needs met in a sense <laughs> from from somebody on a screen and I think that that is something that I had more of an issue with um like allowing YouTube to be enough of a friendship um for me when I was like 18 mm -hmm. or like 23 like 18 to 23 I feel like I was really invested in YouTubers and their lives and um just knowing that there were people out there who were like me because 
here it's like I, I try to talk to people and I feel like they just aren't on the same page with me about like anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so like that's something that I can get a sense of is like, wow, there are people out there in the world who are interested in similar things to me and don't just think that the only thing to do is hike and kayak. Um, <laughs> you know, like everyone's like, wow, you're by the mountains. Like, just go to the mountains. And I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. they're pretty, but I don't want to go there. There's spiders and snakes and mountain lions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. Like that, when I really recognized that, I was like, wow, like my, my only friends are YouTubers and I'm not actually friends with them. This is a one-sided relationship. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was like, when I was like, you know what? I need to stop watching YouTube so much and I need to go out and I need to go talk to more people. Um, And I was, I was sitting there complaining going, I don't have any friends. Like, (laughs) why don't I have any friends? Nobody wants to be friends with me. I'm like, T, you're not outside. Like go, go see people. (laughs) And, you know, then I realized, wow, all these people who I play volleyball with are actually my friends. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's, like, on a different level to something, like, what I've gotten from my internet friends, like you. Like, there's a connection over more similar lifestyle, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. that you just might not get if you're not living in an area that the culture is um exactly what you want to be uh like working with (laughs) yeah i totally i totally hear you there like when i was in high school i didn't have any gaming friends um so the only enjoyment that i got out of like the so i've supplemented my gaming friends with gaming youtube right and i would watch people play games and get invested in their personalities like and the chief group that i watched a lot was achievement hunter if anybody out there knows who achievement hunter is um and they were so much fun to me and they became my friends and they're Mm -hmm. still going to this day but i have stopped i noticed that i've stopped watching them and there are a couple reasons for that um if you google achievement hunter you might find out one of the reasons um but the biggest reason is that i just fell off of it because I found real-life gaming friends. Right. So I didn't yep. need to supplement my need of gaming friends with YouTube anymore. Yeah. And that's when I realized that, the, that, that that's what I was doing. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that I was trying to fill a void until the void was filled. And I looked mm-hmm. back and I was like, oh, wow. that's why. <laughs> that's why I was upset. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't anything else. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally relate to that. I think that I just, um, I tend to just be very introspective a lot. So I'm always like, why am I doing this? Why, why is this, why is this occurring in my life? <laughs> so I'm just always, I've been like this since I was a little kid. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like for me, um, you know, it was, uh, like a lot of just art channels and family vlogs, but like the hard thing about family vlogs is like I I've very much changed my idea about family vlogs, um, and it really hurts my heart <laughs> to to see like 
you know, what they have become because a lot of them started as just like small kind of, oh, wow, we want to share what our experience was to have our first child and our second child and grow our family. And like, it it starts off at least Mm -hmm. seeming really innocent and just like, we want you to know that like these women's issues while you're, you know, starting up, you're doing family planning are, you know, real. And then you're like, wow, great. I'm glad that like me as somebody who I just, I love kids. My degree is in, you know, like essentially child, child, like psychology and how kids learn and develop. And so like, I'm just always very interested in case studies in that way. And so like when I first started watching them, it was really like a case study, like, um, you know, what happens to this kid when they move across the country and like their accent, like what accent are they going to end up having? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's something like those are the kinds of things that I was watching for, which is I don't think that's the common no, way I that don't people think consume it's... family vlogs at all. But like, um, that's fine. And I don't know. It's just really sad to see a lot of them who, that have blown up have just gotten really weird (laughs) yeah and like it's like they start to expose their children and like in the beginning when it's kind of started they started being accused of it it was like no people are just kind of um wrongly accusing them of this and you know they're sharing their lives and they're they intend to wean like to to like wean the audience off of seeing their kids as the kids get older to have them have like more um autonomy privacy and autonomy yeah like and so but then you kind of see and you're like oh wow like that you know your kid is um going through this issue and you're kind of there's a fine line between sharing it because it's something that other people need to know about so that they don't feel alone if they're going through it too um and exposing your child because <laughs> mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things where it's like you know what when that kid is old enough they can choose to share their story but until they're old enough it's not your story to share exactly it's really morally complicated family vlogs um, yeah yeah those children like do they really have a choice of what they share and are parents respecting their children's privacy and and do children even have like and then you get into like do children even have privacy rights like what like can a parent like post mm-hmm. stuff to facebook like and my opinion of course is of course they have privacy rights but like it's right. i don't think that's you know that's not a universal opinion right um uh but it, it is moral morally and ethically questionable and there yeah, are other well, things that are morally and ethic ethically questionable on youtube totally um, people get that people are watching and totally it's just different when those those moral and ethical issues involve children because they're the the consent is weird with children yeah well you know and it, it it's also really disheartening when like you look up to somebody and you're like wow they've you know because what they've shared is their highlight reel or like what mm-hmm. what they want to see and you start looking up to them and then you're like disillusioned when some you know some crazy thing comes out about them being like you know maltreating their kids or you know like trying to to be with minors or something <laughs> like just like some really crazy and dark stuff that like you're just like 
it just it just shatters you because you're like i just want someone to look up to yeah <laughs> that's the worst quality. it is the worst it's, it's a very similar feeling to how people felt with the whole me too movement with like mm. finding out that actors that they really enjoyed mm. were part of of this issue this larger issue that the entertainment industry is having and how you suddenly have this urge inside of you and you're like but i liked this person and i liked their work right but right. on some ways it's even deeper because you feel a more personal connection with the youtuber uh-huh. so it feels more like a personal betrayal sure. um and i think I bet that a lot of people out there have had a moment where somebody that they've watched on YouTube and invested in has done something and mm-hmm. they and then they have to question their feelings towards it. And I struggle with that in that there are a lot of YouTube videos that I remember really fondly that have somebody mm-hmm. in them that I now know isn't a great person. Yeah. But those videos for me have a lot of meaning and like really brightened up my life for many years. Yeah. So I still watch them. Even mm. though I know that the person in them isn't a good person, and I probably shouldn't be watching them anymore. Yeah. I don't watch. I don't really watch. I don't watch new stuff because they're no longer making new content. But the old stuff is still there, and I can still find it, and it still brings me joy. And I wonder if that makes me a bad person. You know. Yeah, I don't think it's that black and white. Um, that's, you know, that's a really interesting topic that I wasn't really expecting to talk about today but um so maybe we table it but but I mean just that the idea of like the social the the social justice warrior online of like cancel the can cancel culture kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um is really it, it it is part of this conversation but you know I think that we might be able to we can put a pin that in that. Out. Yeah, I think we're going to put a pin in that. And um, I think that we could definitely talk more at length about all of that. Absolutely. Um, but, like, this is getting into, like, where we're talking about, like, how you deal with YouTube now. Like, what are some mm-hmm. ways that we look at YouTube when consuming it to avoid having these kind of conflicts in the future? And, like, one of the things that you have to remind yourself is that everybody's putting on their best face. Mm-hmm. No one's really showing you who they are, really. Right. <laughs> they are showing you the highlight reel of their life. Yeah, just like, yeah, just like anybody, anybody else on social media. Exactly. So they're not your friend. <laughs> they are putting content on the internet to try to get views and try to make money. And of course, it's not all that cynical. Like people do put things up because they enjoy it, but it's not it's not because they want to make a friendship with you personally. Yeah, yeah, like they're they're not pick handpicking you the same way that like a real friend would um, you know, choose to engage in a relationship with you as an mm-hmm. individual because um I'm I'm really interested to see the psychology. Um, of that because I'm sure there's people doing like studies on the psychology of relationships with with large amounts of people um, through social media because there's a lot of like social media psychology popping up um, in the last like five ten years Um, but yeah so that's really interesting to me but I think yeah like they're not your friends and so um, you know, you can get ideas from them. Like, that's great. You can use them as sort of like a 
a vision board. Um, if I, I'm sure most people know what a vision board is, but you know, just like saying this is something I aspire to, and I'm going to look what look at what it, what it takes for me to have a certain lifestyle or you know a certain goal met. Um, Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you can use it for inspiration. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you just have to understand that, you know, they are a person interacting with a large group of people. Mm-hmm. And so. also, and the other part that I won't get too deep into this, because this is a, like, this is a topic that I could go on for for hours. But reminding <laughs> yourself. Pin. Yes, another pin. But reminding <laughs> yourself that vloggers in particular are sponsored people who get paid to yeah. do content. Um, that goes for things that what they advertise on their channels. Even if they say like I'm not like I'm not sponsored by this, it's still an advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> like and you just remind yourself that when you get when you're consuming the content that you are constantly being advertised to. Mm-hmm. Um, and just don't let yourself believe that that don't fall into the trap of like, oh, they're my friend and making me a recommendation. No, right. they are a they are a person trying to sell you a product. Yep, because it's their lifestyle or it's their livelihood. Job, and you that's know? not. To, I'm not blaming them for doing that. That that's not me throwing shade at people who do sponsorships or anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. But it's just to recognize that it is their job to sell right. you things. And yeah, one of that that is okay. <laughs> right, one of my. One of my favorite vloggers. <laughs> she she actually she always says, protect your coin first. You know, you you can put this like if this is something you're interested in right now, put a pin in it and think about it. Think about if you really need it, because at the end of the day, like you are the only person who cares about how much money you have and what you're spending it on. And so taking accountability for what you are consuming um and you know not every vlogger is going to make that like um what's it called when you disclaimer yeah disclaimer oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um you know like not every every youtuber is going to make that disclaimer um and like you know, so you have to know if you are if you are particularly vulnerable to, um, you know, certain people's suggestions, like YouTube made me buy this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you, I think it means that it's time to really, uh, you know, re-examine look, your relationship. Exactly. Yes, that's that's what I was looking for. So while we're talking about vloggers, we. I also want to talk about um, that vloggers live lavish lifestyles and it is okay if you cannot also afford to live a lavish lifestyle. And as someone who watches a lot of New York City vlogs, the apartments that most vloggers are living in, I could never afford. At least not at what I'm currently being paid. It's Mm -hmm. unrealistic. And I don't feel bad about not being able to afford it because they live differently than me. Right. And just important to rec- remember that, especially when you're doing wish fulfillment, that like some things yeah. may not be attainable for you, and that's okay. You just need to adjust your expectations. Right. Yeah, and yeah, like I think, um, you know, the there's a reason that the statistics about 
social media usage and depression anxiety are what they are like you know you're you you have to protect yourself from unrealistic expectations and um you know from media in general <laughs> like you know like you you have to find out what's best for you and your mental health um and mm-hmm. like hopefully um you know if if that's not something that you've really thought about then you know i'm i'm hoping that this is kind of a um a good start off point for for something to chew on um up you know surrounding this topic so i think that just about wraps up what we wanted to talk about here today so let's transition into silver linings yes so t what is making you happy well um i (laughs) this is something i started doing um at the beginning of of lockdown but um i started like collecting seeds from different fruits that i was eating (laughs) right that's a lot but sure i know (laughs) stick with me hold on um but i uh so i started i threw some of them into a pot and was like i'm just gonna water this and see what grows and i have strawberries that just started spotting up and i'm so excited about them (laughs) um so yeah i'm I'm excited about my plants of course because plant mom um, and then the other thing is that I did just start um, painting for the first time on glass, and that has been really fun, and I'm excited to get back into that uh, later after we record. <laughs> for the um, for those of you, because you guys can't see it, but I've seen her outline, it looks awesome. Say <laughs> <laughs> la moon! Say la moon! Um, Maybe we can get it posted to Instagram after it's done. Yeah, I should, <laughs> I should get back onto that Instagram. <laughs> Don't judge us. We're bad at social media. (laughs) What's making you happy, Jen? Well, um, this actually is connected to the fact that this is our first pre-recorded episode of Growing Up is Overrated because I'm going on vacation next week. Um, Yay! So, yay! Thank God. I am so ready to go on a vacation. And I'm going somewhere where there's no cell service and I'm not going to be using, like, my computer or video games or, like, any kind of technology for a week and technology detox time and it is live in the lake oh it's gonna be so relaxing i'm so (laughs) ready for it but yeah so we recorded this episode in the middle of july and it won't be coming out for two more weeks so hello two weeks from the past yes So thanks for listening to this week's episode, everybody. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we can be found at at guio.pod. New episodes will be released on the first Tuesday of every month. Please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. We hope you'll continue to listen to us talk about our lives and hopefully learn something about yourself too. And remember, growing up is overrated.